Let's talk to Carolina. Carolina, hi. How are you? Carolina. Hi, I'm so good. It's Carolina, yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. How are you doing? <laughs> I am so great. I can't believe I got on. I know everyone says that, and I was like, I'm not going to say that if I get on. No, I'm so glad I'm talking are. to you. <laughs> I'm so glad we're chatting. What's going on? So I wanted to get your advice. Um, obviously, I know the economy is not in a great place right now. And so a lot of companies aren't hiring or aren't promoting or anything. So I was wondering, like, what is your advice on how to deal with burnout in yeah. the corporate world right now? Do you have a corporate job now? Yes, yeah. I do. It's, look, I, this has been weighing heavy on my heart because I know this is affecting a lot of the people in our community where it just feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because the economy is in a really, really dire state. And also it feels like everyone's job is very shaky like so people who don't like their jobs or people who are burned out don't feel like they have any options because this is kind of it and there isn't a lot of movement and I've been thinking about everyone who this is affecting a lot I would say that non-negotiables are super important when you have a corporate job because I think the thing about a corporate job is it feels like and I think this is by design and I'm not saying all companies are bad and evil and whatever although no, I'm just kidding um it, it can start to feel like your job is more important than you when you work at a big company because it's like everything is like for the company and like, you know, if you're not working hard, then, you know, the other person is working hard and it can just feel so important. But the truth is, if you don't like your job that much, and that's okay, and if it's just a way to pay rent and have a life and whatever, then you need to really separate that and say, okay, this is what I have to do. I'm not saying do the bare minimum, but I'm saying do your work and then try to compartmentalize it and go home and make sure you're doing those non-negotiables, whatever they are. Going for a walk, leaving the office by a certain time every day, like that's a non-negotiable, like saying to yourself, all right, look, I really need to leave by 6.30 every day. Like then that's just it. And then you make that promise to yourself and you keep it. Maybe one of your non-negotiables is making sure you go out to dinner one, one night a week just so that you get out and you relax and you have some times with friends, whatever they are, make a long list of them, not a long list, but you know, have a good couple solid ones and really, really try to stick to them. And look, like sometimes a job is just a job and it sucks and it won't be forever, but it's important to label it so that you don't get super sucked in and think like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is going to be my life forever and whatever, whatever. Like right now, everything's a little bit shitty. And if you don't feel like you have another option, then you have to find a way to make your current job palatable and bearable until there is another opening or you have a little movement to, to, to move around. That's really good advice. I feel like you're like the big sister that I never had since I'm the oldest girl. I just It's just hard right now because I, I feel like I'm managing my team right now. And so I feel like I always have to have like such a great attitude and be the leader and always be positive. Right. And it's just like really hard and it's like not that exciting or, you know, everything's just so, everything just feels really heavy right now. Of course. So I really appreciate all your advice to just, you know, center yourself back into things that you love and that you're really passionate about. I'm a huge reader. So I've been trying to just prioritize that time too and have been going on my rich mom walk yeah and that really does 
bring me back to like a much more balanced place. So I yeah. really appreciate all that advice. Yeah. And, and remember that like your job is not your life. Like I know it takes up so much mm-hmm. amount of our time and that's like a really scary thing, but your life is your own and just start to view your job as like, it's just a thing that you do to make your life possible. And Remanaging your team, that's amazing and I'm proud of you, but I also acknowledge that that's a lot of pressure, not only work-wise, but also just emotionally. That's emotionally taxing to have to, because you're clued in. You're And also women are very, very intuitive and we're very, we often have very high um, EQ and and so you're kind of feeling the the sentiment of everybody on the team and you're taking that on. So I also want you to really like make sure that you're guarding your own emotional health and journaling and not, you know, taking on the weight of that. And and also like remember it's kind of like an airplane. Like you got to put on your oxygen mask first before you can help others. If you fill up your cup, if you make sure that you're reading every night for half an hour, going on your walks, having fun on the weekends, what whatnot, your team will pick up on that and be like, "Okay. Okay." you know, she is having a life. She is, this isn't great, but she's kind of making her own way about it. They'll follow suit. Like people just want an example. And so you're the example that you're going to set is like, I'm doing my best, but I'm got to take care of me. And then we're going to sort everything else out. That's such good advice. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry. Things are tough right now. I I really hope that they're going to get better soon. And I'm going to think more on this topic because I know it's affecting a lot of people and I want to help better. So I will be thinking about this. Maybe I could put together a podcast when I get some really helpful tips, but I love you. Thank you for calling and um, really, really just, just guard yourself, like guard your non-negotiables and, and hang in there. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye, babe. Mm, that's so tough. I really, really, now that I, I really, really do want to think more on this because I know that so many people are being affected by layoffs. And I was actually, I was on the plane coming back and I was like, it it struck me that um, when I, you know, because I met so many of you over the past couple weeks and everyone is very similar personality. Like, I mean, obviously I can't get a total sense when I meet someone for a few minutes, but everyone was so, the common thread is that you are all people who want better for yourselves and better for the world, which is like an amazing common thread to have. And I was like, what if I could create a database of people who are hiring and people who need jobs like with within our community? Because everyone is really, really just like a go-getter and like a good person. I have no idea how that would work, but it's just something I'm putting out into the universe in case I can, you know, I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about it a lot and I, I know I'm not in it. I know that like I work for myself and so I always want to be super respectful when I'm giving advice about corporate jobs. I mean, I did have a corporate job once, but like it's not the same as it is now. So I always want to be really respectful with my tips because I don't want people to be like, well, Tink's, you know, sits in her house with her cats and she works from there. So it's all fine and good for her. But I am thinking about everyone affected by this awful economic situation and just the work state in general. Um, So if anyone has any practical ideas of how I can help people, please let me know. Please email us because this is really bad and I and I want to I want to be more helpful on this topic. Uh, Okay, let's talk to Abby. Hi, Abby. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Of course. This is so exciting. I've been wanting to talk to you for such a long time. Amazing. Amazing. What's going on with you? Um, 
Okay, so I would like to know um, your thoughts on how to move forward after ending an engagement that neither of us wanted to end. And I guess like not doubting the decision. Okay, so you you mutually ended your engagement. That's a big step. That's I yeah. Yep. When did that happen? It happened like mid April, so it's been oh pretty recently you know, though. Pretty recently, yep. And so sorry, you said that neither of you wanted to end it. No, so <clears throat> there's a lot of backstory to this, um, and I don't know like how much depth I can go into about it, but. Basically, it had a lot to do with his religion and him asking me to convert after two years of dating without me knowing that, like, this was a big part of his life. And it kind of just felt like an ultimatum when he said it to me. It was like two years in. We were so in love talking about um, moving in together and stuff. And then he dropped this on me that was like, I I need this from you. Otherwise, like, I I can't move forward or there's going to be, like, really serious consequences and I was like I had no idea that this was so important to you and it just it it just felt like a lot and I at first agreed to it and I did try to go through the conversion process um and it just kind of dawned on me during it that like it just felt very inauthentic and it felt very like um you know very kind of selfish on his part I guess just in terms of never really showing me this part of his life so I didn't know much about it I didn't know what kind of role I was going to be taking on as a wife as a mother to kids with this religion I really had no experience in and um yeah so it just it really it eventually it was like a physical reaction when I told him I could not convert it was just like a a huge relief off of me. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. And yeah. like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I feel like this is going to affect our relationship in the future. So I have to put an end to it now because I'm scared of what this will do in the future because I've just like been bottling up all of these emotions around it. So it was, it was a lot. So that's kind of some context. Yeah. I'm really sorry. That's super heavy and that's super intense. Um, I think it was wrong on his part if this was a deal breaker, so to speak, that he didn't bring it up pretty soon on when you guys were dating. I mean, two years is it's insane to me that that didn't come up. Um, totally. Like it's like telling someone you don't want kids. Right. Yeah. Like that's kind of the equivalent that I can I can compare it to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's like a once you become exclusive thing. Like I just that's so insane. Yeah. And it's also kind of gives me pause because it's like if this is such an important part of his life and you were dating for that long beyond talking about it like wouldn't you have seen it like you know like exactly and that is like that is why I had such an issue with it I mean he claimed it was part of his identity and I'm like if it was part of your identity how did I not know like how, how is this never brought up it just felt so it just didn't feel real, you know, and I was like, I feel like I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. It's, you know, I, I never had the opportunity to come to the decision to do this for myself. You know, it, it could have been a really beautiful experience and something totally. I would have been very open to. But since it was kind of handed to me on like a do this 
uh, or like, do this because you have to, <laughs> it would have it would have been different. Yeah, yeah, and it feels inauthentic because it's like if something is so important to someone's life, then wouldn't he have been like six months in, like, hey, like you know, I'm going to whatever place of worship, like, would you like to come with me? Or like, oh, I want to teach you about like this tradition I have in my religion or, or some my spirituality mm-hmm. that's very important. Like, I just feel like it, it, like to me, it's one of two things. Either it, it's not that important to him. It's important to his family. And he kind of thought he could like, just like rope you in, not that not in a nefarious way, but kind of like, oh, I'll deal with it after. And like, if we fall in love, I'll just like say, oh, can you convert? And she'll just do it quickly. Or I forgot my second one, but like, I don't know. I just, it doesn't feel authentic. And you're right. It could have been a super beautiful thing if he'd said six months in, listen, this is really important to me. Are you open to it? You probably would have said yes. And then, you know, for the next year or two, you would have, he would have talked to you about it and you would have been like, oh, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Take me into here. Let's, let's go try this. And then by the time it was time to get engaged, it would have been like this really, really special thing. So I really think he's at fault. It doesn't make it any easier for you, though. That's what I'm thinking. It's like you still feel probably double betrayed because it's like, you know, this it just such an unsatisfying way for a relationship to end because it could have been different, I think. Totally. Yeah. He he knows he's at fault here. He knows he messed up. And, you know, it is it is what it is at this point. But, yeah, no, it definitely does feel like a double betrayal. It's like, well, had I known that this was going to be a deal breaker, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's like, you should have told me this earlier. That's kind of what I keep coming back to. It just, yeah. it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I, and I agree. I do think his family has a huge impact on him about this. Um, and, you know, I, whether or not he admits that, it, um, yeah. that's up to him. But I, yeah. So. I mean, I really credit you for, for being strong. I really credit you for saying this feels inauthentic to me and just doesn't feel right. I really think that that was the probably the right thing to do because you would have just for the rest of your life felt like you've been bamboozled into something. And religion and spirituality and traditions and the way that you raise your family, that's like, that's not like, that's not a light thing. That's not something that you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, I'll do it, I'll do it. Like, I think totally. it, it, it is something to be taken seriously. And I'm, I'm proud of you for taking it seriously. And I'm proud of you for saying, I don't know if I could do this with my whole heart because it's it's a massive thing. So in, ter- mm-hmm. in terms of how you move forward, I think, I mean, I think you kind of have to manage it the way you would any broken major relationship and just be like, this is really difficult and I'm going to be in a funk for a while. Uh, but you kind of just have to put your, set your eyes forward. And I know it's like, this is a, this is a really big frustrating reason for a relationship to end, but you have to reach a point where you stop rehashing it, which I know is Mm -hmm. tough, but like, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it's now because it's, it was a two year relationship. I mean, you were going to marry this guy. Like I'm not saying rush yourself whatsoever. And April is quite, recent i mean i can't do math but was oh, it was it, it was a four-year relationship oh it was a four-year rela- oh my god yeah. oh they my god two and then two years ago i mean not even two years ago it was like a year and a half ago he told me that i would have to convert and then we got engaged in september after i had started the conversion process and so yeah yeah that's <laughs> insane that's insane you, yeah. <laughs> that is so yeah. outrageous I, I believe in unconditional love and it felt very conditional. That and- is so outrageous, but it was, it's, it's that, but it's also, 
you were duped. You didn't know. You have to tell people this stuff at least in the first year. Come on. I I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with what yeah. you what you're saying about just like moving forward, like any other relationship or ended relationship. And luckily, like I'm very intuitive and know that this is the right decision for yeah. right now. Um, so I have felt, I have felt like fairly positive through this whole experience, knowing that like at least I tried, stayed true to myself. And I don't know if he can say the same about him because I do think that he needs to take some time to do some self reflection and really figure out what's important to him. Yeah. Um, did but he say, I'm, I'm just to- like, did he at all say, like, oh, I, like, the reason, his reasoning b- behind not telling you all this? Did he at all have an excuse or not really? He, not really. I mean, he, he kind of said he was scared. He was scared of the, what I would say. Yeah. And I was just like, don't you think it was just going to get worse the right. longer you waited? And that's exactly what happened. So he just, you know, he just failed to show me anything about it. And um, he, and he, he says that he was very disconnected um, with the religion being in New York. You know, he moved halfway across the world to live in New York. He's like, I don't have any family here. I don't have any friends, which I understand. It's kind of hard to like be with your traditions, I guess, when you don't have family. But I don't actually think that's true. I think if it was really that important to you, you would actively go out and try to celebrate it if it was such a big part of your life or your identity. So he said, yeah. Um, so when he said that, I just it. it it doesn't really no, make sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Wow, babe, this is, I mean, that's really, really frustrating. And I think I would just, the trap here is to just keep going over it and over it in your mind because sometimes when you're right, it's like you go over it even more because you're like, I was right. And all of your friends are like, I, you were right. And me on the radio is like, you were right. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like more annoying because you just want to like ram it over and over again in your brain. But you you said you're an intuitive person. You'll reach a point where you're just like, I've gone over this enough times in my head. I know I was right. I know this is frustrating. And then you kind of just got to draw a line in the sand and look forward because there's no other, there's nothing else to do, right? There's nothing else to do. And you have to just think about advocate for your future happiness. And anytime you start thinking about it, thank God. I would have been so fucking resentful my entire life. Like I would have been resentful for my kids. I would have been resentful about like standing there on my wedding day thinking this only happened because I caved and like all that kind of shit. So, you know, I think when you're ready, I'm not saying it's now, just try to look forward and and as much as possible stay out of the past. When you're ready, start going on dates again um, and just take care of yourself. It's a lot. It's really frustrating. Yeah, and so you're totally right about the resentment. That is something that was really heavy on me for, you know, like two years after he told me. And I was like, I have so much resentment build up, and I'm so scared that this feeling is never going to go away, and it's going to come out in our relationship. It's going to come out in our family, and that's why I had to end things. It just, yeah. It, yeah. It, it wasn't going to end well. So I totally agree with you. And then lastly, I just wanted to say that you single-handedly have helped me through this transitional, like, mm-hmm. phase of my life. Like, the last two years have been really hard on me you know, trying to figure out this whole thing. And I really looked up to you and I really appreciate you. Um, mm. And I feel like you've given me a lot of courage Thank to you. do Thank what's right and stuff. So Thank you. I, I was waiting 
for so long to hear your opinion on this. So oh, I really I'm really proud it. of you. And by the way, I think you've probably inspired a lot of people out there, not that they're in specifically this situation, but people who are in a spot to make a bad decision, but ultimately, or a hard decision rather, but ultimately, like they're going to now hear you and think, I need to march to the beat of my own drum and listen to that internal voice. So thank you for sharing your story with us and um, be strong right in in a couple months. I want to know how you're doing. And okay. um, eyes front. I love you. I'm really proud of you. Okay. Okay. You did a hard thing. Lots of love. Bye, babe. Uh Oh my gosh. That is so, that is so heavy. You guys, I really feel for her. That's really, really difficult. It raises an interesting question, which is like, when should you tell people about those things? I think really early on. I mean, I can't keep shit in my mouth. So right away, I always say like the things I need and I want. And I like, you know, I've only had one type of situation like that. My first boyfriend out of college, We were dating for about nine months and he was like, I can't marry you because you're not this certain religion. I was fucking devastated, but I'm really glad that he did it then because I was already in love with him and it like only would have gotten more intense. And you know what? Everything works out. Um, I think you got to say it honestly, like in the first six months, I think if you're like, if you're exclusive, like I think you kind of need to, maybe it's like over a certain age, you know, because it's like, if you're 23, who the fuck cares? Although I was 23 and I'm glad he said it then because it's just like, it would have gotten, you know, harder and harder, but damn. Well, I'm really proud of her. That's super difficult. Um, we are going to take a very quick break, but I want to talk to all of you. So if you're on the line, stay on the line. You want to join the conversation, call me 844-305-ANDY. This is It's Me Tanks Live. I'll be right back. We're going to chat with Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm okay. What's going on this morning? So I had a scenario I wanted to run by you. Okay. We love Um, a scenario. It's a a little out there, but unfortunately, it's true. Okay. So say you're dating this guy for four months. Okay. Um, Talked about being official. He has two kids. A little hard to make time, but told you he was in love with you, told you he was going to give you a key, all this stuff. Okay. Um, and then he out of the blue just starts acting weird mm. and he's separated. And then you find out through friends that his wife that he's separated from, um, legally separated, he has full custody of the kids right now, is five months pregnant with his kid and he still hasn't told Stop. you. But he's texting you like things should be normal <gasps> texting you good morning texting you about going on a date and then being like oh sorry my daughter got sick i can't go tonight oh my god yes. what the hell does one do i want to call him out on it but if i call him out on it i don't know if he'll answer i want to see his face when he tells me yeah he, apparently he didn't know and only found out like a month ago which would explain the change in behavior yeah, but, but still, I mean, he's a, he's an they were adult. Separated for eight months. Clearly, they had sex at some point. Yeah, <laughs> and and also like out of respect for someone who he said he was in love with, he should have mm-hmm. told you immediately. Like that's there's no ifs and buts. Correct. It's not a gray area. Right? And what irks me, I mean, not that people who have kids should be more moral, but I I tend to hold them in higher moral regard because I'm like you have fucking children like what example Mm -hmm. are you setting for them if you are lying like if you are lying about Mm -hmm. something this big when you have two children 
I just don't think that that's a good morally sound person. I understand he's in a difficult situation, but I also don't because if he was separated from his wife and still fucking her and still going on dates and telling another person that he loved them, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for him. So, yeah. No, I mean, everyone's like, oh, I feel bad for him. Like, yeah, she, why? Him. she came out of the dark. She waited five months. And I'm like, well, he told me that they were basically just being together for the kids. She's mentally ill. He had to make sure she was taking medication. Oh, God. They hadn't slept together in over two years. She was living in another room. Okay. And now, bam, she's pregnant. No, no. So, so, so she, he's, he's a liar and he's also a coward, which is honestly mm-hmm. kind of worse than a, than a, um, liar sometimes so okay so you want to tell him in person you really do i want to see his face in person i don't think i'm going to get that because it's every excuse in the book he won't answer a phone call he'll respond to a text the next day oh i was busy at work what do i do i ghost him do i just send him the i mean i found her instagram with her pregnancy pictures do i just send him the screenshots and let him know that i know that's powerful i mean what would you do what would i do i would probably I think you've earned the right to be a little petty in this situation. I would screenshot it and I would text it to him and I would say, don't contact me again and then block him on everything. Because let me tell you something. And I I, I hate to even say this on air because the men will know that we know the secret. The only thing that drives men truly insane is no contact. Mm -hmm. The only thing that drives them out of their mind is full contact. cold turkey and it will be hard babe it will be hard you will have nights where you're thinking about oh wow he literally told me he was giving me a key he told me he was in love with me you're gonna Mm -hmm. be spiraling you're gonna want to call him you're gonna want to text him be strong send him that and say never contact me again and just cut it because it will drive him crazy and he you that is not your monkeys not your circus you have to protect yourself from that energy if he's lying about this who knows what else is he's lying about who knows? That's what I keep thinking of. I could deal with a divorce and two older kids, but not an infant. Forget no, that. No. And no. And also he and on straight top of up that, lied. Like, what else did he lie about? He yep. straight up lied about sleeping with her, which is such a betrayal. He straight up lied. He should have mm-hmm. told you first thing. You should have received a sobbing call whatever whenever yeah. he found out saying listen i'm devastated i just found this out you got to give me time to figure this out i'm in love with you but this isn't right and i gotta fix it yeah. like instead he just disappeared and ghosted me yeah. and then we talked one night he was like i've had a bad week cps i still want to be with you i just it's been one thing after another every and then swore it wouldn't happen again no and then Empty days promises. later supposedly his phone broke and oh please and then the kids were sick and then he was sick and then one had a virus one thing after another he's avoiding you can tell yeah he he's not no absolutely not i'm so, so sorry just send the screenshots and cut it off and say please and never, never contact me again, again. yeah and just and just leave it because it's it, that's absurd. And I'm so sorry. It's mm-hmm. such a betrayal. Thank you. It's such a so, it's so nasty and yucky feeling. And and it's like it's mm-hmm. not your problem. And you have something far better coming for you. So the sooner you right. you draw a line <laughs> in the sand, and the sooner you leave this mm-hmm. mess behind, the sooner you can get onto whatever good goodness is coming. And it is. I promise you. I promise you. Um. So just eyes forward Thanks. and be strong. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. I just needed a non-biased opinion. And I, I saw your 
the number come up on Instagram, and I was like, I'm going to try. I'm so <laughs> glad you called. I've been following you for years. I'm Thank so you glad so you much. called. Thanks. Okay, do something nice for yourself this week, like a massage or a manicure or something extra nice. You do, you, you need it. You're probably in shock still, and be strong because mm-hmm. he's just you're you're worth so much more. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. Have a great week. Lots of Bye. love. Bye, babe. Bye. It just amazes me how people can lie through their teeth. I wish that I was a good liar. I am such a bad liar, you guys. I also am like really rule abiding. I think I've told you guys that before, which doesn't fit with my personality. But like I cannot break a rule. Like if there's like a like a way to skip a line or whatever, I could never. I can't lie and I can't do that. It's not that I like it's some big moral thing. It's just like I have so much anxiety of being caught that it would outweigh any goodness that I got from the lie or the rule breaking. So that's a little window into my soul. But it just absolutely amazes me how people can lie through their teeth about such major things. Like, oh my God, keeping a secret that your separated quote uh, wife is pregnant while you have another girlfriend who you claim to be in love with. Holy moly. Uh, Wow. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Okay, we're going to chat with Lauren. How are you, Lauren? Good morning. Hi, Tanks. How are you? I'm all right. What's going on? Um, I actually just went through a breakup this weekend. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah. How um, long, how long, I didn't. How, how long were we you guys were dating, dating for nine months? Okay, okay. It was my first, like, I would say adult, like, grown up. Actually committed yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything else was like college or didn't really last long, yeah. that kind of thing. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. You're in the thick of it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, really fresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the holidays coming up and everything, I, I mean, obviously, he and I had a lot of plans together that are done. But I had a lot of plans with other people, like friends and family. And I just want to know if you have any advice for kind of getting through this time. Yeah. Um, when everybody's, you know, feeling their best and really excited and I'm just not really feeling it. Yeah. Listen, it's the breakups are the worst. It's there's no magic pill and it's going to be um, I like to level set with people like, you know, I don't I don't, I don't like to say you're going to be you will be OK. Well, let me start with that. You're going to be OK. But the next couple of weeks are going to be a little challenging. And so for me, when I'm going through a breakup, I like to tell myself that because then it kind of like takes the pressure off. You know, you're just like, okay, it's like, it's like being sick, right? It's, you're just like, okay, I'm going to feel shitty for a few weeks and, and that's okay. In terms of the holidays, I think that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And if you go to a holiday party, whether it's with family or friends or whatever, and people are like, oh, what happened to your boyfriend or whatever? It's okay to break down and sob. Like, I want you to know that because in a way that's easier and people will just be like, oh shit, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. Or, oh God, okay, we, we don't have to talk about this. Or you can just say to people like, hey guys, we just broke up. It's really fresh. I just kind of need a minute. I don't want to talk about it. And people will get the message. Like people are very sympathetic people are very sympathetic to people going through breakups, especially around this time, because they know it's a sensitive time and they know it's stressful and they know that tensions are high and emotions are running high during during the holidays. So it's okay to be a little vulnerable. I know it might feel uncomfortable to tell people that, but honestly, it kind of just gets people off your back because, you know, then they feel bad for you. Um, 
And in terms of people feeling their best, I don't know if you're going to find this helpful, but it's actually not a time when a lot of people are feeling their best, just anecdotally from like AMA questions I've gotten lately and whatever. I would say a, a vast majority of people are having kind of a hard time right now. I'm not glad about that, but I'm doing that to try and make you feel like you have solidarity. Like people who haven't had a relationship in a long time are feeling sad. People with bad family shit are feeling sad. Like don't feel like you're the only one because it's just a really stressful time. And I know I hype up the holidays and I know I love them too, but like it's also just like the most stressful time and everybody's kind of at the end of their, you know, energy for the year and everyone is like wants to kill their family and like having fights with their boyfriend and whatever. So it's like, it's a mess. And and I would just kind of like embrace that mess, whatever it is. And my number one tip for breakups for feeling shitty is take it day by day. Actually less, like really take it hour by hour. And I, I know people throw that phrase around a lot. I want you to like dial into what that means. So like look at your day and be like, what do I have to do today? I have to finish one thing for work. I have to go meet my friend for a walk and I have to buy one Christmas present for my mom or whatever. And only think about that. And if your brain strays to like, what am I going to do in January? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? Say no, stop, control, alt, delete. What do I have to do today? And be very strict about that. And that will really help you go through the motions and make you feel like you have little tasks you have to do and give your days some structure. And I do believe in structure post breakup because it just makes you feel a little bit more secure in a time when everything is kind of up in the air. Absolutely. That's, that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, you. You are gonna be okay. I promise. Like yeah. I know it's like I know it's shit, and and it's like I know you're probably thinking there couldn't have been a worse time for a breakup. But I would argue, if you knew it wasn't right, it's better to do it now. It's better to do it now. You actually have some downtime with the holidays, and you can start fresh again. You, Lord knows, I love a new beginning. You can start fresh again in <laughs> January, and like use that month to just like hibernate and focus on yourself and go to therapy and go on walks and be with friends um you know if you had waited till after the holidays like that would have been a real fucking mess you know what I mean yeah I'm sorry thank you <laughs> yeah, it's been a really rough couple of days and yeah do you your have shows always been helpful your page has always been helpful so just thank you for yeah. You know, doing what you're doing and helping all of us. <laughs> I'm I'm sending you so much love. I know it feels like the world has been crumbled under you and you're just alone yeah. and it's just really, really difficult right now. But I promise you the worst part is actually done. Like, I promise you. And every day will be a teeny tiny bit better. Doesn't mean you're not going to take steps back, but every day will be a teeny bit better. And there will be a time when you look back and you're proud of yourself for how strong you were during this time. So also lean on your friends. Like they, even if they're in a relationship, even if they're married, whatever, lean on your friends and tell them exactly what you need. Be like, Hey, I'm really going through it right now. Can we just like watch a Christmas movie or like, Hey, can, can I just cry to you and explain the whole breakup? Cause I really feel like I need to get it out. You know, like whatever you need, people want to be there for me. And people honestly probably want to break from their fucking family right now too. Anyway. So <laughs> call on them. People like to be told what to do when someone's hurting. So ask them, yeah. they, they, they want to be there for you. Yeah. I have a, really great support system so i'm good good okay good good oh all right <laughs> you're gonna be okay yeah. 
write to me Thanks if you so need much. email email if you need and and i promise you you're gonna be okay i promise Thanks so much, Jinx. I love you. I'm sending you lots of love, okay? Love, you too. love and strength over this next period. Okay. Thank you. Be strong. Bye, Bye babe. Ooh, a breakup. Oh, shit. I should have told her to listen to the breakup episode. Listen to the breakup episode, babe. I promise. I, I, breakups are honestly the worst thing in the world. Like that sick feeling that you get when you wake up. To me, that was always the worst part. When you wake up in the morning and there's like, 30 seconds before all of your brain has like fully loaded and you're like wait why was I sad again and then you're like oh fuck oh fuck 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 and all everything comes flooding back and you just start sobbing in your bed that was for me always the worst part but I do believe in taking it hour by hour um poor thing well let's all send her some good vibes because that's just that's just the pits uh all right Maddie let's chat with Maddie good morning Maddie how are you (sighs) Thanks. Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? How are you doing? Oh, oh my God. I'm really good. Um, before I ask my question, I just want to say that I, I'm an American and I've lived in London for a long time too. Oh, amazing. And I just connect with you so much in that way. And it just brings me such small joy. And I'm moving back to London in January, but Ooh, fun. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so excited. And my best friend Martha is in London and she absolutely loves you and like you help us keep our friendship connected and I really appreciate that. Oh, I'm so glad and I'm so excited that you're moving back to London. I literally want to move back. I'm obsessed. It's the best place in the world. It's I know and so good. I saw I saw that you were saying like you might raise your kids there and stuff and like I am also kind of thinking that. I'm not in that stage of my life, but it's one of my favorite places in the whole world. Yeah. Anyway. It's the best. Yeah. Um, if, if I do have kids, I, I would definitely want to raise them there. It's it's the best. It's such a well-rounded yeah. city. And it's like one of the only major cities where I feel like it's it's livable, which is like a stupid thing mm-hmm. to say. But do you know what I mean by that? It's just kind of like you can yeah. live your life and not be too like wrapped up in stuff. Well, I, what I love about it is that like it's so accessible to other parts of England as well, you know, and like you can get around so easily and public transport is like amazing. You know, that's one of my favorite parts of it. It's the best. It's so easy to use. You hop on the tube, you can just go anywhere. You just, it's so accessible. I just love the culture. Mm -hmm. I love like, I love how people socialize there. I think it's really healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the, I love the, I love everything about it. Yeah. I mean, this is a love letter to London now. It's just so good. No, I know. I know. Um, The diversity of it as well is is just one of my favorite things. Yeah. And also the tube for anyone who's in London or takes a subway or whatever, like that is one of my favorite times just like riding the tube oh my god i know and it's like people if you've been a follower or listener for a long time you guys you know how much i love car time but tube time oof very special also very special like you don't have to drive you don't have to drive you put on your you put on your music you're vibing you're chilling you're people watching it's just and it's so efficient that's the beautiful thing is there's no traffic so you're like in car time you can get a little frustrated with traffic but tube time you're just oh vibing chilling it's yeah unbelievable oh um, i absolutely love it and you had you just said something that made me think of my question which has to do with music okay um well i music is such a massive part of my life and i connect with people all over the world through music and and you really love music and one of the things i love about you but i have a question that's um what's your favorite song album and concert and festival 
Me? That's the question? That's so yep. fun. I've never had a question like that before. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm so excited. That's such a fun one. Um. Okay, wait. Song, album, uh, concert, and festival? Yeah, that you've ever been to. And then, obviously, song and album, like, your favorites of all time or maybe favorite right now, God. whatever you want. Okay. I mean, right now, what I'm, I'm going to do my right, right now one, which is uh, the new says album is, like, like running my life and I love it so much. Um, okay, okay. What is my favorite song of all time? That is so, I mean, I don't know. Is it cheesy? Maybe it's like maybe something by Fleetwood Mac, like something that makes me cry because mm-hmm. I love to cry. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite Absolutely. album. Okay, you know what? I'm just, I don't have a ton of time to think about it. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Reputation. I'm sorry. <gasps> I am. That's my favorite album of all time. Pound for pound, it's the album that's brought me most joy. And I just, I love it. And I, I relate to it. And I know every person thinks like, this album is about me, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just love it. Um, my favorite festival that I've ever been to was the very first Coachella I went to. And it's because I was 20. I think I was 20 or 21. And I was in college and I went with my best friend. We had no fucking idea what was going on we, we we went with like her boyfriend at the time and and we we had GA and we stayed in our friend's grandma's pool house and we walked and we had no we weren't prepared we didn't have any sweatshirts and yeah. I it was the best it was the best because I had no expectations and it because it blew my mind and it was in the heyday it was probably 2013 20 or 2012 and it was in the heyday of like Swedish house mafia and like that type of music Mm -hmm. and we were just having the time Mm -hmm. of our lives and I felt like on top of the world and it was just like oh my god it was it was so amazing and my favorite concert that I've ever been to um honestly wow am I gonna say the reputation tour again yeah, yeah, maybe fair enough. because it was, you know, I was a, in a, also in a really happy time in my life and I went with my girlfriends and and it started pouring in the concert mm. like it was outside. Whoa. And also we had really good chicken fingers there. And I remember like so specifically us going and getting chicken fingers and we were all sitting and then it started pouring and Taylor just went with it. And like and it, there's a really great picture of me <gasps> and my girlfriends and it's pouring and we're laughing and we're just so happy and um. Oh my God. I literally love this question. I could talk about this forever. Like <laughs> maybe my other favorite I... run up. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to keep talking. Like yes. I, I can't no, stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely. This is literally highlight of my life right now. I love this. So keep going. <laughs> I, I also went to this like very ratchet, um, festival called splash house right when i graduated college also and it's in palm springs and it's like it was at a it was at a hotel and it was very me and brian my best friend were very into like um kind of tropical house at the time that was the cool type of music and there was kaigo there and it was like before he was big and we were just like oh like uh this guy is amazing and no one else was like paying attention to him and we were in this really in like small space I don't know. That was a good memory, too. You know why I love yeah. music and why I always say this is like I am literally tone deaf. Like I <laughs> can't sing. I am very unmusical. I tried all those things. And I think that the reason I love it so much is because I have a deeply, deeply emotional reaction to it. But mm-hmm. but I can't 
I can't intellectualize it. Like I was okay. an English major and I, I love to read and whatever. And I think I love to read and, and I love all that stuff. But sometimes I, I overthink it because I'm an anxious person. I I'm intellectualize it. I read into everything. I think with music, it's just so it's just such a foreign um like process to me and I love it because yeah, yeah. I have no idea how they make that music and every day I'm grateful that they do and I'm grateful that like <laughs> yeah. I can appreciate it even though I have no understanding of how I literally have tears in my eyes what the fuck is wrong with me oh, um, but oh my god do you know what I mean like I, I just love yeah. how it makes me feel I love how as you said connecting with other people I love when I make a playlist and people write to me about it I love when I share yes. a song and yes. people are like oh my god this is amazing I I just yeah. I love that it's purely emotional and it just it, yeah. it's how it makes me feel and I just I absolutely love it so oh thank you yeah. for your question I really have tears in my eyes I'm just so happy oh, right now oh my god oh my god you're welcome I have one tip for you probably do this but maybe other people don't know as well like I manifest with music all the time oh a hundred percent yes same yeah yeah yep. I, I, for me I do it on my rich mom walks and I'll like I'll listen yep. to a song and I I even I think mentioned this once before on the radio or on a pod I, and I'll listen to a song and I'll literally visualize something happening like I'll make a movie to it in my head and yep. that's like me how too. I mm -hmm. do it and then every time I listen to that song I'll imagine the scenario again and like I can't tell you mm -hmm. how many things have come true because of that pro process so I, I I agree with you and I think it's so powerful it's like the number one tool everyone can manifest and everyone can have the life they want and I love sharing that with people yeah and like yeah music is such a fun way and also music is like so much fun well maybe not for everyone but like it's like my number one way of having fun and like my love language and like you said like you make playlists for us and stuff like that and I adore that and that's like how I communicate with people like hey this is a song that made me think of you or I think you really like this album yes. you know what I mean yeah like 100%. It's just the best. Yeah. And like when someone makes you a playlist, it's like that's like sex to oh. me. Like I, I No, exactly. Oh, like I just I absolutely love it. So, yeah. I just wow. What a fantastic question that has like opened my oh. heart. I feel so joyful and it was just it's fun to have like a different type of question. So, so thank you so oh. much. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. And for you, I'm going to just say one more thing. I think do you know, I'm sure you know, the 1975? Yes, yes. I think that you'd really like their music. And it's, you know, like you said, like the intellectualization of it. And it sounds amazing, but it's really deep, meaningful stuff. Awesome. Thank you for the suggestion. I'm going to check it out um, right after this. So thank you. I, I appreciate it. And thank you again for calling in and your, and your question and that conversation. It was, it was great. I loved it. Let's talk to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Thanks. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks oh. for calling in. How How's your Wednesday? Um, it's good. It's actually my birthday today. I'm oh my gosh! Twenty nine. Happy birthday! <laughs> I'm so happy! Thank Yay! You. Oh my gosh! Happy, happy, happy birthday! How are you celebrating? Um. Well, today I'm just doing like Pilates, going to dinner, um, but later in the week we're going to go out with a bunch of friends on Friday and Amazing. do a big celebration downtown. Yay. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks for calling in on your birthday. Thank you. Um, my call is more about um, getting broken up with over the weekend. Oh, fuck. Oh, so fuck. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, well, I mean, yes, yeah, still all the happy okay. birthday we're vibes. Gonna, yeah. Okay. We're going to. 
take new energy into 29. Um, but this past weekend, I learned that I was getting cheated on while no. on my girl trip. Oh, yeah. um, horrific. I don't even know. I don't know what it was. Um, thanks. I just like woke up with this like feeling on yep. Sunday morning. Yeah. And I've never like, I don't know. I've never like thought that about him before, but I went to his Instagram and I went to just like one girl. It took just like one click and his Instagram name is like in her bio with a heart. <gasps> and, yeah. And I like have been seeing him for six months exclusively oh my god oh my yeah. god it's sickening I'm so sorry I'm so so okay. so sorry oh my god yeah so oh. I, I like asked him about it I was shocked obviously um and he just like told me yeah he's seeing someone else and he told me which I don't really believe but he told me like I was gonna tell you about it when you got back from your trip oh bullshit um, right I know and Disgusting. he just like Disgusting. Blamed it on trying to compartmentalize everything. Disgusting. But, um, Disgusting. Mm, no. I know. So I guess my question is just like asking for advice on how to move past this yeah. and like leave him in 28, move on to 29 yeah. and just like channel new energy Yeah. Um, without bringing that with me. Okay. Firstly, you're going to be okay. I know you feel like shit right now. Being cheated on is one of the most horrific feelings. You feel awful. You wake up every morning. You feel sick to your stomach. But I'm telling you, you are going to be okay. Secondly, I know it seems ultra mean that it happened right before your birthday. I wouldn't look at it that right way. You know I'm cosmic. You know I'm woo-woo. This is the universe saying you are leaving this hurtful, mean person in the year of 28. And you are free to make the year of 29 all about you bringing in good people, bringing in new energy. And I I am so, I'm actually happy. I'm happy it happened now because you're drawing a line in the sand and this is going to be an amazing year for you. Thirdly, the more you spend time thinking about what it could have been or that thing he said or how you felt, the longer you will stay in hurt. And I know it's hard, right? Because in, when you're cheated on, all you want to do is replay everything over and over and over again in your mind. All that will do is lead to a prolonged period of hurt. And number four, I really believe you should go cold turkey and not speak to him because there's nothing that he can say. Obviously, he's a stupid idiot because his excuse of compartmentalizing, blah, 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 shut the fuck up. There's nothing that he can say that's going to make you feel better. And I'm telling you that from the outside in. You got to cut it off. Block him, number, Instagram, everything cry it out, have the best weekend with your girlfriends, and then start to rebuild. And I promise you, this is the fastest way to get through it. There's no magic pill for feeling better after a breakup and being cheated on, but this is the fastest way to get through it, is to focus on those four things. Okay. Thank you. I didn't, yeah, I didn't respond. I didn't say anything. I just, like, didn't know what to say. So. And you, and you should, yeah, I'm and glad. you shouldn't. He's he's just going to keep lying and being like, oh, this and that. Like, to, to have that level of deception, to have two relationships at once, is high-level psychopath. So, really, what can a psychopath tell you? Like, what, you know, what, what are they going to tell you that's going to make you feel better? Nothing. He's going to lie more. 
So I promise you, you will look back in a year. I know, I promise you, you will think, thank God this happened then. I had the best year of my life so far. And I'm so happy that he was zero part of that. And really take it as like a cosmic thing and write yourself a letter. Okay, it's your birthday. Write yourself write yourself a letter exactly how you're feeling, everything, and open it a year from now. I promise you are going to be so fucking happy and proud of yourself. That's a good idea. I'll definitely do that. Thank you. I love you so um, much. I love you too. I appreciate you taking the call today. Hang in there. I love you. Happy birthday, babe. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh my gosh. No, it's sliding doors. Oh my God. If you're still listening, Kristen, watch sliding doors. This is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. I promise. Happy birthday, babe. We love you. Being cheated on is ass, but it is not your fault. Okay, guys, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can sign up for a free three-month trial of SiriusXM. Sign up at SiriusXM.com slash Tink's Offer and listen to the show live every week because live is more fun. I love you all so much. If you haven't read my book, you should so you know what we're talking about. I'll see you Friday. Bye. Bye.